Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Solemnity of the Ascension of the Lord. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that that I have have greatly sinned in in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and And on on earth earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, Have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Gladden us with holy joys, Almighty God, and make us rejoice with devout thanksgiving. For the ascension of Christ your Son is our exaltation. And where the head has gone before in glory, the body is called to follow in hope. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In my earlier work, Theophilus, I dealt with everything Jesus had done and taught from the beginning until the day he gave his instructions to the apostles he had chosen through the Holy Spirit and was taken up to heaven. He had shown himself alive to them after his passion by many demonstrations. For forty days he had continued to appear to them and tell them about the kingdom of God. When he had been at table with them, he had told them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for what the Father had promised. It is, he had said, what you have heard me speak about, John baptized with water, but you, not many days from now, will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now having met together, they asked him, Lord, has the time come? Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know times or dates that the Father has decided by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and then you will be my witnesses, not only in Jerusalem, but throughout Judea and Samaria, and indeed to the ends of the earth. As he said this, he was lifted up while they looked on.
and a cloud took him from their sight. They were still staring into the sky when suddenly two men in white were standing near them and they said, Why are you men from Galilee standing here looking into the sky? Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, this same Jesus will come back in the same way as you have seen him go there. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, we must fear, great King over all the earth. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God, sing praise. Sing praise to our King, sing praise. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. God is king of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God is king over the nations. God reigns on his holy throne. God mounts his throne to shouts of joy, a blare of trumpets for the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and perception of what is revealed, to bring you to full knowledge of him. May he enlighten the eyes of your mind, so that you can see what hope his call holds for you, what rich glories he has promised the saints will inherit, and how infinitely great is the power that he has exercised for us believers. This you can tell from the strength of his power at work in Christ, when he used it to raise him from the dead and to make him sit at his right hand in heaven, far above every sovereignty, authority, power or domination, or any other name that can be named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. He has put all things under his feet and made him as the ruler of everything, the head of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills the whole creation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Go and teach all people my gospel. I am with you always, until the end of the world. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The eleven disciples set out for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. When they saw him, they fell down before him, though some hesitated. Jesus came up and spoke to them. He said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all the commands I gave you. And know that I am with you always. Yes, 
to the end of time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Often the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord Jesus into heaven can feel a bit like a a weird afterthought. That the heart of the Gospel is that Jesus of Nazareth suffered and died and rose from the dead, and now the Ascension feels a bit anticlimactic. Jesus had to depart from the scene somehow, so he gets vacuumed up into heaven and out of our sight, and, and that's why you can't see him now. It might feel a little bit like that, but I think that this might be an invitation to look more deeply into what's presented to us by the church in this great feast. So I think what we need to do, we need to compare Jesus leaving with his coming. So what, about 33 years or so before, Mary of Nazareth was minding her own business when she was interrupted by the Archangel Gabriel and asked if she'd be willing to become the mother of God. Sure, why not? Now, we know the story well. Mary's confused, and so she asks the archangel, well, how can this come about since I'm a virgin? Fair enough question, you would have thought. And the angel responds, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. It's as if to say that God will overcloud you, and you'll conceive and bear a son. And it's a remarkable moment, one that shakes human history. Because think about it. Look at what's happening. At this moment, the second person of the Holy Trinity, the Son of the Father, descends from heaven and joins himself to humanity. And Jesus is conceived in the womb of his mother. And so Jesus himself is the perfect communion of God and man, of divinity and humanity, in one person, that he's the fullness of God and the fullness of man. And as we read on in the gospel, we see that Jesus, he lives a human life. He starts out as a baby. He grows in wisdom and age. He's not the all-powerful God dressed up in human clothes as if it were a costume that he was wearing. No, he's fully man. He's living a human life. But neither is Jesus merely a human being who just happens to be really, really holy. No, he's fully God. In the one person of Jesus is the fullness of divinity and humanity. Well, now with the ascension, the time has come for Jesus to return to the Father. And here's the really surprising thing. We might expect the Son of the Father to return to the Father in the same way that he left. Now remember, he came from the Father as a pure spirit and took flesh from the Virgin Mary and became man. Now you might expect that the Son returning to the Father would jettison the body and return to the Father as a pure spirit. Go in the way that he came. Well, that's not what happens. Jesus ascends bodily into heaven. In Jesus, divinity and humanity are united. And so the Son returns to the Father united to humanity. At the Annunciation, the Son of the Father descended from heaven and became man. And now, when the Son of the Father is ascending into heaven to return to the right hand of the Father, he goes with his humanity. He brings his body with him. 
Now just let that wash over you for a moment. Right in the centre of the Trinity, in that eternal exchange of love between the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, there is now the human nature of Jesus. Humanity is now at the very heart of God. Now remember at the Annunciation, the Archangel Gabriel told the Virgin Mother that the Holy Spirit would overshadow her. He would overcloud her. Well, now the cloud takes Jesus from the sight of the Apostles. You see, in the Old Testament, the cloud was a sign of God's holy presence. A cloud descends over the tent of meeting when Moses speaks face to face with God. The disciples enter into a cloud when they see Jesus transfigured. Mary is covered with the shadow, with the cloud of the presence of the Holy Spirit. The cloud speaks of the unapproachable light that God is shielding us from his overwhelming presence. But what's happening now? Jesus enters into the cloud. The human body enters into the holy presence of God. So the ascension, it's not a strange little afterthought. A convenient yet anticlimactic way of rounding out the earthly presence of Jesus. No, this is Jesus being glorified. It's his triumphal entry into heaven. Okay, let's fill in another little piece of the puzzle. Jesus says to the disciples that they need to go out and baptize all nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit to teach them and to make them disciples. Now, what is the effect of the sacrament of baptism? It incorporates us into the body of Christ. Now, we could talk about this until the cows come home, but it's as much to say that Jesus shares his life with us. In the sacrament of baptism, he gives us the gift of God's life. He pours the Holy Spirit into us. And because we share the same life with Christ, we become a part of him. We become a member of his body, a member like an arm or a leg. We are all parts of the body and Christ is the head. You know, I think too often we're tempted to look at the church as if it were a club, as if it were a party, and that the thing that holds us together is our common opinion or our taste or our pastime. But no, the church is a living organism. It is the body of Christ because there is one life, one spirit, which flows through from the head all the way down to its members. What does Jesus say in John's Gospel? I am the vine, you are the branches. Now, bear this in mind then. Where has the body of Christ gone? He's ascended to the right hand of the Father. And so the ascension now shows us our destiny. We're not simply looking at Jesus and going, well, isn't it marvellous that God did this for him? We're now looking at Jesus and seeing his body being drawn into the cloud of God's holy presence and recognising that there we will be drawn into 
God's light. That in Christ, this unapproachable light has become entirely approachable. Listen again to the opening prayer for Mass today. Gladden us with holy joys, Almighty God, and make us rejoice with devout thanksgiving. For the ascension of Christ your Son is our exaltation. And where the head has gone before in glory, the body is called to follow in hope. Through our Lord Jesus Christ your Son, da-da-da-da-da. This Feast of the Ascension is not just about Jesus, it's about us and what Christ will accomplish for us. And so the Ascension of the Lord into Heaven, it's not just this you know, weird little anticlimactic ending to the story of Jesus' presence. No, it points to us where we're headed. It becomes the mark of our destiny. We, as the members of Christ's body, will follow where the head has gone before. So what instruction then does Jesus give to the disciples? Knowing that this is our destiny, and the sure means is through baptism being incorporated into the body of Christ, what does he say? Then go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. As Christians, you know, we're not like the captain of the Costa Concordia, you know, knowing the way to the life rafts, but treating that information as if it was intended just for us. No, we are the ones who constantly invite people to know Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. We're the ones constantly inviting others to discover what we found. And so in the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord, we're presented with the stunning meaning of our redemption, that our destiny is to be in the eternal exchange of love of the Trinity, to follow where our head has gone before. I'll leave you with this thought. It comes from the French, it comes from the French theologian Charles Pegui. He said this, We must be saved together. We must come to God together. Together we must present ourselves before him. But what would God say to us if some of us were to return without the others? And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the The Father Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.